Hello, friends and listeners of this podcast. Um, I'd like to start off by thanking you all for the amount of support and encouragement you guys have given me over the past two episodes. Like, it's truly, truly insane <laughs> um, to see the amount of like support I've gotten over the past two episodes. Um, I don't know how else to put it because I didn't know I'd be starting this podcast. I didn't. I've done. I've never done anything like this before in my life, and to see people enjoy me yap to myself for thirty minutes on end, it's quite endearing. Like I love. I love you guys. Like thank you. Thank you for the support. And I'll make sure I won't let you down. And I'll keep pumping out episodes. I- I'm also thinking about like doing maybe like midweek specials or something every other week or something like that. Just like you know, get creative with it. Yeah, I'm also excited for this episode because look at this—I got a new mic. Um, I've I've always been terrible at managing audio, mixing, editing audio, so this mic is definitely a good start. And I hope my audio will be more consistent and less like I'm speaking from 30 feet away from the mic, as I did last episode. Granted, I was waving my mic around like a like a mofo, and like getting. All casual with my mic holding and stuff. It was just inconsistent, but yeah, I'll improve that for all, from now on. I'm also excited because next episode I'll have my friend Calvin Chen over as a guest.、Um, he is an, a, a very very insightful dude, a very funny dude, very interesting dude, just all round a great human being. So Calvin, if you're listening to this, you better be fucking honored. I invited you over to this podcast. I'm kidding. Um, I'm I will I'm definitely honored to have you as a guest. Um, so we'll see how that goes, man. Um, this episode I'd like to talk about the big monster, the the thing we've all been going through, and that is the big Q word, quarantine. Um, quarantine is still something we're all trying to figure out. You know, um, quarantine is quarantine definitely coronavirus. And quarantine definitely lasted longer than we thought they would, and it's absurd how long it's been. <laughs> I remember making plans in March to go back home and see my parents after this whole pandemic has blown over.、Um, but three months—who were we kidding? Who were we kidding? All that panic buying and stuff. You guys remember? I remember stocking up on three months worth of food because I was like, okay, once this shit is over, I'm gonna go back home see my parents. Haven't seen them properly in a while. I'm gonna see them. It's gonna be a good time. Fast forward nine months later, I'm still in America. Coronavirus pretty much still exists, very much still exists. Quarantine very much still exists. So it's just like, geez, geez indeed.、Um, there's a lot of thing that things that quarantine entails. You know, quarantine's good and bad. Good and bad, definitely.、Um, Let's start off with the bad because that's always more fun, and I love complaining.、Um, one of my、uh, one of my class projects,、um, my I was put in a breakout room, and we were supposed to like come up with like our biggest struggles in、uh, in this virtual learning environment, virtual working environment. My professor asked what our biggest struggles were, and one of mine, and this was common throughout all my class, most of my classmates, was that we're being Kind of forced to do everything from one spot, you know. We're being、um, everything meshes together into one room because 
your lifeline. You're staring at your lifeline. I'm staring at my lifeline right now. This entire computer is my blood, sweat, and tears right now, basically, because everything I do, I have to do it through here in this room in this one spot. Kind of my different parts of my life, different aspects of my life kind of meshes into this one room and one device. And that, for me, is... One of the biggest things I observed in uh, in quarantine, as did most of my other friends and classmates, uh, they said the same thing. Like, you know how when you go to school, it's like on your walk there slash on your drive there, you're putting yourself in the mindset of, okay, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to do school things. I'm going to do well at school. And all around, I'm going to be a good student. But I feel like that's birthed out of actually being able to go to school and like, like physically transitioning into a different place to achieve whatever you want to achieve in that place, you know? Um, last year was, <laughs> I'm a terrible student now, but last year I peaked as a student. And what I mean by that is like, I would go to every lecture. I wouldn't miss any lectures. I would do the homework when it was given. I would go out there and explore other opportunities at school on my own accord. I mean, I still do that now, but like to a lesser degree, and I'll get to that. Um, but Last year, a big part of me staying motivated and staying consistent with school was actually being able to physically go to school. And this wasn't a realization I made until I looked back and was like, oh, shit, I took that shit for granted. Um, yeah, like going to school, going physically somewhere to do a certain task kind of holds you accountable, you know, like you can't go to school and skip lecture because why the hell would you? But. You can log on to Zoom and midway through logging on to Zoom, you're like, okay, maybe I want to skip this lecture. So it's far easier here now, far, much harder actually, not easier, much harder to hold yourself accountable because all your inconveniences can be avoided by clicking something or not clicking something, you know, like you can just not attend class like that. But whereas if you're forced to go to school, and you can stay there for the day, so you have multiple classes during the day. Maybe you'll miss a few, maybe you'll miss one class or something. But that's like the most, you know? But I feel like with Zoom, after you miss a class, the momentum kind of builds up, and then you miss your subsequent classes. It's that, that's much harder to do when you're physically going somewhere, you know? That, and if, like, that's how I hold my, that, that's how I hold myself accountable as a student when I peaked as a student. But I feel like I was so good with that when Zoom started because, oh, uh, sorry, the quarantine coronavirus started because I still had that good momentum from when I was being like uh, an on-point student. But as summer hit, my habits went away. And after summer school started, my habits went away even more. Habits, not habits. Um, my habits went away even more. And it was just like a compounding effect from there. Not saying I'm not going to any class, but I'm saying it's just far easier to skip a class on Zoom than it is if you're actually physically going to school. Yeah, that and um, the fact that the fact that you're doing school or work from the same spot, like from your happy place, kind of negates the entire like concept of a happy place. You know, like my room used to be where I used to decompress where I used to like kick back and just like enjoy a movie or something like that or like play a game of Star Wars or something like that, you know? Um, but it's like the moment I log off of Zoom, it's not like I'm in a different place. I'm still in the same spot. So it's just like it's tough to separate different aspects of your life now because 
you're doing it from the same spot. Like, does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever you do, you're still in this spot, like, to decompress. You could go someplace else. I have tried that, though. I've, I've tried to decompress elsewhere because I'm doing, like, school and work from here. Like, um, like because of that, like, it's tougher. Like, I would go and do other things to decompress. Like, I could take a walk or whatever. But I find that after I come back, it's the same feeling again and again. And I know there's it's work for some people, but for me, I have too small of an attention span for like that to be a long term solution. I feel like, um, but that's like the bad side of all this Zoom learning and whatever. But there's definitely upsides to that because one, it made me realize that you could go to school from your fucking computer. You know, that's kind of wild. I feel like that's very specific to our time, specific to the technological developments we've made, specific to our time. And for that, I'm very grateful. And when I said the other sh- stuff was negative, it's not negative. It's an observation that I made. That's the biggest, like, outstanding observation that I made. Because um, it's easy to take these, like, privileges for granted. You know, like, I have a computer. Um, I can go to school from there. But then after a while, you start focusing on the fact that you can use a computer to go to school. And more on the fact that you're going to school like from home you know like you start to kind of get more fixated on like the the bad sides of it even though i'm very grateful and very like amazed at the uh, at the progress we've made over time in terms of education and like technology and whatnot it's tough to always be focused on that you know like because on a day-to-day basis it's not that you're thinking about it's the school and the stuff you have to do that you think about so you kind of get bogged down by those details and yeah like with quarantine though one of the best things that came out of quarantine at least for me is you start to get to know yourself better and largely that's due to your social life being on hold i think social life is like it's a double-edged sword one you can find out greatly about yourself through other people or you get bogged down by other people and develop like like a barrier towards them if you don't like the people you're with you know what i'm saying so you can either be positively influenced by people or badly influenced by people so your social life being on halt at least kinds of kind of like curbs the negativity of social life not negativity but like the negative sides of having a social life and kind of shifts the focus onto you and your thought processes, your own personality quirks, your own strengths, your own weaknesses. And in that happening, you start to know yourself better and you know where your strengths really lay and you know what to do with those strengths. For example, I would say one of my strengths is to hold a conversation with someone, even with myself. (laughs) Okay, um, that's a joke, but I didn't know that until quarantine happened and like i was given the time i was allotted the time necessary to figure that out about myself and actually like start this podcast you know i talk about starting this podcast a lot even though it's like the third episode in um but yeah like i didn't know i could do stuff like this and before quarantine it was always like i talked about um starting a podcast very lightly i would just be like dude i'm a talkative ass guy like maybe i should just fucking start a podcast and it was just like something I'd brush off, something I'd put out there and like see what people say. Well, not even intently listening to what people say, but like just like conversation started like, hey, maybe I should start a podcast or something like that, you know. 
But it, it was only truly in quarantine that, like, exacerbated it, that this entire process was exacerbated. And I actually took it upon myself and entertained my whim of starting a podcast. Like, I feel like that's something very unique to quarantine because you're so left alone to your thoughts that you know yourself way better than you would if you were bogged down by the noises of and the immediacies of real life, you know? Not that this isn't real life, but just like normal pre-quarantine life. Like pre-quarantine life, you have so much going on. It's tough to focus on your strengths and what you could do and easier to focus on the things that you are required to do, if that makes sense. With quarantine, it's like you have so much time on your hands. You can already finish the things you're required to do. So you can kind of get creative with your own life if you have the time. And me being a terrible student, I have all the time in the world. <laughs> uh, that's bad. Um, I'm a bad student. I, I, need, I, need to, I need to get my shit together, at least academically. Um, I've always been a procrastinator. And, uh, well, that's off topic. I'll get back to that. But yeah, like quarantine really lets you figure shit out about yourself in a way that you can't if you're always like fixated on hanging out with friends or like just affected by human beings in general. You know, now that you're isolated from human beings, you can really, really be adventurous with where you want to at least take your take your motivations, take your mindset i don't like the word mindset i don't know why mindset sounds cliche to me but you know what i'm saying like you could get creative with your own thought processes and what you do with those thought processes um yeah that's one of the biggest most positive things that came out of quarantine for me at least is that i definitely know myself better i definitely know where i stand in terms of weaknesses and strengths and like i feel like that's only going to increase as quarantine goes on and i feel like quarantine gave me the momentum to keep doing that even after quarantine finishes because this is a time where you learn that self self uh, not self interest introspection and self-reflection is like like it's it's nowhere has they nowhere has their importance been more obvious than in quarantine at least for me yeah but yeah like even that has a caveat to it because if you're only with yourself and you're thinking a lot about yourself and you're finding a lot about uh, finding out a lot about yourself you kind of develop a biased take of yourself too like the benefits of having a social life and a support system and a strong network of people that love you and you love back is that they in a way act as a reality check for you like there's some like you know like people get wild with their ideas just some ideas are just not attainable at least in the time being but like you need sometimes you need people to tell you that you know sometimes your ego gets in the way and you need people to be like bro chill you'll get it when you get it but right now do the thing you can do like don't get crazy yet like do what's realistic sometimes i feel like in quarantine you lose that because your social life is on hold um you can you talk to less people especially if you're a bad texter like me you have a really hard time staying in contact with people and like you start to lose that reality check you occasionally get from human beings you know but yeah that's like i mean that's that's easily that's manageable if you know if you're you're a self-aware person if you know 
like I said, where you stand as a human being in terms of strengths and weaknesses. If you have a good base of knowledge about yourself, then I feel like you could be your own reality check, you know. But then you're missing this whole side of um, friendship and um, social life that can keep your reality in check. Yeah. I feel like that's a that's a double-edged sword. Like there's good, definitely good things to come out of that and bad things to come out of that. Um, I think it's good because it let me start this podcast, and uh, I think I'm, I think I'm definitely gonna take this into directions that um, pop up on a whim and stuff like that. But also, I want to keep this consistent and keep it going. So I have quarantine to thank for that. Not that I'm like wholly accrediting quarantine for me starting this, but definitely was given the time and like given the self-introspection to start this podcast if that makes sense and the funny thing about quarantine and coronavirus is that now we can say globally we all have one thing in common and that is going through coronavirus together albeit to different lengths to different extents to different difficulties we did go through quarantine together yeah um in last week's episode i talked about how like coming here culturally and stuff like no one really like the, the 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 first issue in question is do you get used to it like how do you get used to it how do you start how do you make yourself like a place that you've never lived in before and stuff and one of the 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 the, the scopes i discussed about was that what if you start liking the place no one really starts no one really talks about like the other side of culture shock where you start to like the place you didn't know you would like and the implications of that, like leaving home, settling down in a place you never thought you would settle down in and stuff like that. I feel like that applies to quarantine as well. Because there was that whole initial shift into quarantine that we had to go through where we had to overhaul our lives to fit the demands of quarantine and social distancing and whatnot um, to fit the new lifestyle we we're supposed to have, we we're going to have and kind of forced upon us because we really had no other choice, you know, um, like virtual learning and stuff but there's also gonna be the whole other reality where after quarantine ends there's a whole other like category of unexpected things you have to think about in terms of real life starting again outside quarantine like people talk about getting used to quarantine making yourself the most productive version of yourself in quarantine but also what if like you get super used to the conditions of quarantine and staying by yourself and doing work from home, school from home, that you don't want to go back to normal life. Well, it's not that you won't want to. I feel like we all have to at some point, but I feel like there's some anxiety. To, I mean, at least for me, I sometimes get anxious about normal life starting again because I'm so acclimated. I'm so accustomed to the lifestyle that I'm living right now. Because, I mean, come on, it's like nine months in. Like, by this point, like, we all kind of get the gist of quarantine. What to do, what not to do, what works for us, what doesn't work for us. We got the gist of it. So when normal life starts again, you don't know the extent to which it's going to be different. One, because you're so used to the lifestyle you have now. And two, you don't know how that normal life will have quarantine placed into it. Like, okay, let me elaborate on that. That was not clear at all. Like... Changes we made in quarantine, even as a, a, a global community, have some practicalities even in normal life. You know, like Zoom learning, Zoom working and stuff. I feel like there's a place for that even outside of quarantine. I, I think there's a place for that even in normal life because it's just more practical and efficient that way. So 
Like, I don't know how real life is going to be different now because all these things that are effective now and tried and true methods of making quarantine work probably will, probably will seep into normal life again. And that is a different normal life we, we have to get used to again, you know? So, like, that's also another thing to think about. So much like um, someone getting used to a place they weren't used to before and liking it and shifting their entire lives to center upon that. And, like, trying to envision a future in some place you're not used to. Like, I feel like it's this, that side of the same coin. Where you didn't know you were going to get used to quarantine, and you did. Now you're going back to normal life. Now what do you do? You know, I feel like that's a good thing to think about. I'm sure it's not going to be super bad because, like, the majority of our lives has been lived outside quarantine. But even that, even that's not going to be completely the same as, as the same anymore because of all the... New things that popped up in quarantine that worked, like Zoom learning, um, Zoom working. I feel all of that, some of that might seep into when um, quarantine ends. And like, even though the change will be less jarring, I feel like it'll be jarring regardless. But I feel like we're all strong enough to, you know, fight through that. Yeah. But like, I don't know. In quarantine, I don't know what I, I, I like. I don't know what I expect out of quarantine going forward, because it's like what's working for me works for me now. But like, eventually, when it comes to a close, you're gonna start also having to kind of jump out of the mindset of like, oh, this quarantine is gonna be lasting forever now. Um, like I need, I'm gonna have to like cement my ways now. But like uh, towards the end of it, you don't know when that is. But towards the end of it, you have to kind of mentally adjust yourself to the entire reality outside quarantine. And like for one, I'm super excited to have my social life start again. But oh, okay, that's another thing. Like social, I feel like to an extent, my social skills have deteriorated. Funny story. I was I I was at a I was at a friend's birthday party like three weeks ago. I shook the hands of her sister. Okay, she had a sister who had a mask on, so I didn't know it was her sister. And I've barely seen her sister. So I, I thought this was a completely new person. So I like went in for a handshake, and then she took off her mask. I'm like, halfway through the handshake, I'm like, oh, shit, I've met you before. So I took my hand back. But then he's like, oh, so you're not shaking my hand just because you met me. So I went back in again. <laughs> it was just a whole awkward process. And then um, I, I told her, like, my social skills are deteriorating. And even though I said that as a filler to the awkward silence that it's ensued, it was it's definitely a reality, you know? Like, my some of the social cues that, uh, the, that, that worked for me before, the social, like, like qualities that I had before that worked for me, kind of had to take a backseat in quarantine because in quarantine, the people I interacted were people I don't consider myself to have to socialize with they're just like my closest friends like i say anything act in any way around them but like when it comes to meeting people outside quarantine again who aren't as close who i have to put up some social facade in front of with in front of whom i have to put up a social facade like to an extent we all do that you know we all have people who can be we we're never truly ourselves until we're alone but there are some people there are people in your lives who you can be a goof around you can be whatever you want around and they won't judge you and those are the people i've been acting uh interacting with for the majority of quarantine 
So it's like when it comes to people outside my circle, strangers and stuff, I need to I need to build build that back up. <laughs> I really do. And I'm sure it's true for a lot of people too. Because like I was going out on a weekly basis. Like I was seeing friends on a uh, weekly basis even like multiple times a week. Like I was just like there's social momentum going for all of us before quarantine, you know? Because we were really like never limited in seeing who we want to see and stuff. I'm not talking about like your parents being strict and stuff. It's just like when we get to college, like your parents don't really like, control every aspect of your life, so you can like go around with other people, people you who you like, people who you want to meet and stuff. So we all had this like social momentum going that was abruptly halted in quarantine. So like, I feel like a, a big part of human beings being good socially is due to the prior social momentum that they've built up over their lifetimes but in quarantine it's like there, there was a cutoff from all those people you're not making too much of an effort to interact with anymore so those like superficial social cues those so superficial i feel like those superficial i feel like they're very incredibly important when you're like trying to meet new people and stuff like there's a certain downside to only interacting with people you know because then you're not stepping out of your comfort zone. And once you do, it becomes infinitely harder to do so. You hadn't stepped out of your comfort zone for a while, at least socially, you know? Because we can't. We logistically can't do that. So that that's another thing I'm kind of, like, excited for. Like, I, I want to I wanna see how that goes. But also, like, it's like, after what happened with my friend's sister, <laughs> I'm like, please, let's not have that happen again. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to find that out. Excited to find that out. Yeah, like social skills, man. Social skills. Like I wouldn't. I I consider myself a pretty social person. I would never would have thought to. I never would. N never would have thought to myself that my social skills are um, or were deteriorating. Okay, it's not like deteriorating. It's going unexercised. There we go. Like I don't feel like you lose things you learned already. But you definitely have to build it back up after not using them for a while. If not, building it back up. Flexing that muscle again. Flexing the social muscle. Flexing the conversational muscle. Like, as much as I'm talking to myself now, this isn't representative of me interacting with another human being, you know? Here, I'm exploring my thought processes. I'm not bouncing off of anything. And even if I was, it would be through my own thought processes. But in real life, you're talking to someone, you're bouncing off of them. And their quirks, their mannerisms and stuff, everything plays into, everything about them plays into the quality of the conversation and the quality of the interaction and the smoothness of the interaction. So after that hasn't happened for a while, even if I am talking to myself in this podcast, I'm going to have a hard time reflexing that muscle, you know? It comes easier to some people than others, but definitely for me, so, so, social skills are only as good as they're practiced. Cause, uh, cause like this isn't the first time. Like when I was like a monk and stuff. Like, for, I, I'm like I used to. I'm from a Buddhist culture, so like when I was younger, I had to become a monk. Um, even then, like I wasn't talking to people in like. When you're a monk, you kind of have to. There's there there's like certain ways to talk to people and stuff that's um, appropriate, and you only talk like that. So like even after coming out of being a monk. If you feel weird talking to people in a normal sense, something like quarantine and like nine months, nine months of quarantine will definitely do that to you. I feel like 
And um, I'm both anxious and excited to find that out about myself again, like how I would fare in social situations. Not that I haven't been to any social situations. It's just not as much as before and not as rigorously as before, not as extensively or long as before. And like, yeah, I'm excited to flex that muscle again. I'm excited to develop my social side again. And I feel like after a hiatus like that, like this, it's not that we will go back to our old social selves. I feel like we definitely improve upon ourselves because we're so left to our own introspection and stuff, like I said. And like, you know what works for you, what doesn't. And like, I feel like it could just be like a cool process to live out again. Yeah. Quarantine, man. Quarantine. There's definitely good sides to it. Like, on the surface level, it seems bad that our entire, like, original lives were, like, abruptly ended. Not ended, halted, not to be dramatic. Um, But, yeah, like, it's easy to see all the bad stuff, like, oh, this is boring. I don't know what to do with my life. But in quarantine, I feel like there's two types of people that come out. One that, okay, so let me talk about, like, fitness real quick because fitness is something that a lot of people jumped on in quarantine so like i was thinking to myself there's two people that could come out of quarantine one that's super into fitness and come out with like amazing bodies and amazing like improved upon health and stuff like that or two in quarantine you can you know like it's very easy to consume alcohol slash like other forms of inebriation so there's the second type of person who would Go ham on that. So there could be the fittest person that comes out or the drunkest, least healthy person that could come out of quarantine. And I feel like for me, at least, I'm like somewhere in the middle. I'm using this as an analogy. I'm not I'm not using fit. I'm not talking about fitness exactly, but I feel like that's representative of quarantine itself. You could either come out a better version of yourself or you could come out having like spend the extra time you had as leisure i mean that's fine too that's fine too like all the more power to you because quarantine is going to end anyways but like i feel like i'm somewhere in the middle where i'm trying to do more productive things with the time i have but at the same time i can't help but kick back and relax you know because it's like it's quarantine like it's hard it's sometimes tough not to use that as an excuse to kind of waver in your endeavors and slow down your thought processes and stuff like that yeah, well, that was a bad analogy. I just realized I didn't even, I didn't even notice until I finished talking. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Well, guys, that's like nearing the end of this episode, and um, I'm excited to present to you the next episode next week because, like I said, my good friend Calvin Chen will be over, and we'll be having good conversations. And y'all should tune into that because this is the first time I'll have a guest over, and like. I'll still I'll still do these like one on one individual podcasts solo podcasts, but um, I'm excited to have a guest over, and I think if it works out, maybe maybe he'll be a regular. I don't know. I don't know. I'm open to any and all possibilities as to where this podcast could potentially go. So I'm not gonna set anything in stone right now. But yeah, thanks once again for listening to my little rant on quarantine, and more rants coming soon. Thank you for your support again. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.